Smooth it out now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and Descriptions. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. This is episode number four of this podcast. I want to thank everybody that's been tuning in, that's been following along. All we want to do is bring you the word of God. That's it. There's no motive behind it. It's not to try to make me known. This is all about giving us understanding of the scriptures on a level of our comprehension. Because as you know, there are a lot of voices out in this world. Social media, everybody's saying, you know, everything. People coming into new lights and, you know, and new understandings of stuff and all that. And so this podcast is simply to bring us back to the foundation, man. Let's not, let's not be shaken out of our faith. And for those who may be listening that may not be in the faith, I pray that by listening to these podcasts that you will make a decision for Jesus Christ. So today I want to deal with how to keep our hearts from being deceived, because as I said earlier, there are a lot of things out here that are uh, begging for our attention, trying to shake us from, you know, what we believe. And so we need to learn. We need to be firm in what we believe because there should not be anything in this earth. No new uh, new Bible somebody didn't found or some bones, somebody, whatever they try to find. Nothing should be able to shake you out of your faith. And that's what we're going to deal with today. So follow me. Go with me on your tablet, your device or, or your actual leather bound Bible. If y'all still use them, I know I do. Go with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's look at verse 16. It says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God or woman of God may be perfect. That word perfect simply means uh, mature, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. I'll read it again. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Go me over. Same book, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Look at verse 15. It says, study, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So two things we just read. First thing we read, it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So the book that you read in the Bible is God inspired. God moved, the Spirit of God moved upon the hearts of men and had them to write these scriptures down. The Lord Almighty had them to write this. So this book is God-breathed. The Bible says that God cannot lie. So you know what that tells me? That you can trust the Lord. We can trust him in everything that he says. Then he said this book is talking about the Bible. He says it's profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for reproof, 
for correction, for instruction and righteousness. This is what the scripture is saying. This is what the Bible is for. It's to correct us, it's to instruct us, it's to expose us, and it's to, it's to help us. So it's really to show us in, in ways where our life needs to be adjusted, lets us know when we're on course, and so forth and so on. That's what the word of God is for. Now, the second scripture we read in 2 Timothy 2, 15, it says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Notice it didn't say study to show yourself approved unto people. You know, you don't study the word to try to show people how much Bible knowledge you have. He said, no, study to show yourself approved unto me. A workman, because we're all a workman and workwomen for the Lord. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. He's saying, if you're studying my word, you won't be ashamed. You have no need to be ashamed. So when someone comes up with something new or something they want to tell you about, or something on social media, or you know, you know, back in the Bible days, it wasn't even no, it wasn't even a letter J. So what, what does that got to do with, what does that have to do with, with the Lord? You know, so we finding all kinds of stuff. You know, there wasn't a letter J, so I guess that means that Jesus' what name was Jesus. I guess his name was just Jesus. It was E S U S. I mean, listen, we just come up with so much stuff that it doesn't even matter, okay? Because one thing you can't take from the Lord, you can't take away His Lordship. You can't take away His sacrifice and what He's done on the cross, because He is everything that He says He is. And so, in this podcast today. We just simply want to help you to put some things in your in your spirit so that you no one can shake you from your faith. No one can come up to you and and say, because, you know, a lot of stuff out here in, in this world, they be real smooth. They do a lot of smooth talking and claim they got this and then see this is we're the original people. See, we ought to be doing this. You see, Jesus. You know, Jesus was given to us by our slave masters, you know, and and Jesus, you know, they used that to oppress us. And you know what we do? Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, that does make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Follow me. Go with me to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. And the reason why I use that example, because there's a group of people out now called the 5% Nation. And they believe that the black man is God. They believe literally the black man is God. He's the supreme being. He's he's the savior of himself. Like you don't need no savior, I guess. But I'm, I'm, I've really been trying to understand that it's, it's hard. It's, it's just hard pill to swallow to help me to understand how people actually believe that. You know, so what I want to do, as I was saying, I want to keep us from this as the Lord helps me. So uh, Acts chapter 10, I don't know where I was at. I'm all in Ezekiel. <laughs> Acts chapter 10. And let's look at verse, verse 38. Acts 10, verse 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, as we read in this scripture, the only oppressor we got is the devil. Jesus didn't come to oppress. Matter of fact, in this verse, he said he came to heal all that were oppressed of the devil. So let me make this statement. <clears throat> if, even if 
back in the day, the slave owners tried to use the Bible to oppress a people that they knew couldn't read. Jesus flipped it because the very thing that they try to use to oppress a people, God used to set people free. Because he knew that, hey, one day we were going to read. If we ever read, got a chance to read, ever understood how to read, then we will find out who we are in Christ. So the same, so basically what the devil meant for evil, God went on here and turned around for good. Now, that doesn't make the scriptures bad because uh, someone that was ignorant who lacked knowledge of the scriptures tried to use a book to get people to submit to them. Doesn't make the scriptures wrong. I mean, it means it makes the person wrong. It has, it has an evil heart and God will deal with that. But the word of God is true. So I understand all of that. I understand we've been lied to, but we getting truth now. As I said in the earlier podcast, we getting the word now. And it's all in the word of God. Now, follow me to Matthew chapter 24. So we dealt with that. So no more, you know, the Bible, Jesus was sent to oppress us. That's not even in the Bible. We just read he came to set us free. <laughs> Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, every ethnic group. That's what it means when it says preach the gospel to every creature. That word creature means every ethnic group. This ain't about color. We made it into a color thing. We still trying to figure out what color Jesus is. We don't care about what he did on the cross. What color was it? Man, we got we to stop that, folks. Matthew chapter 24. Let's look at verse 4. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceives you. Now, in chapter 24 of Matthew, he's talking about the last days. He's talking about the second coming. He's saying that during these last days, there are going to be people that's going to try to come and deceive you. And verse 5, it says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So when he says shall deceive many, meaning that there are people that's going to actually say this stuff, that some people are going to actually believe it. Okay, but what I'm trying to do as the Lord helps me is trying to keep us from being deceived because one thing that keeps you from being deceived is knowledge. Knowledge of God keeps you from being deceived. And I pray none of us will be deceived because we're getting the word of God, the truth of God's word. Now, let's look at uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1st Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 it says now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith okay so the scripture is saying here that there are some who are walking with the Lord are going to depart from the faith how are they going to depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils that's how a person departs from the faith because they give heed to something else to a seducing spirit a seducing spirit is simply a demonic spirit impersonating the holy spirit okay so people may have dreams or visions of something in their dream and oh a spirit came in my dream or an angel came and told me you know such and such such and such 
and it's not in the Bible. One thing you have to know about our Lord is that he is a God of integrity. That if he uses a dream to tell you anything or uses a vision to tell you anything, it will always line up with the scriptures. He never contradicts himself. Okay, keep that in mind. So if you're a dreamer, if you're a person that received, you get visions or you may have had a supernatural encounter, if it's, the, if it's God, he never goes against what he says in the scriptures. Okay, so that's, a, that's something to keep you safe. That's something that how you can determine whether it's of God or not, because you have to understand that the devil has angels and demons. Okay, the Bible talks about that uh, he deceived the angels in heaven. So he has angels and demons. So just because an angel, a supernatural uh, angel possibly comes to you in a dream doesn't necessarily mean it's an angel of God. But like I said, the way you know is whatever is being said, does it line up with the word? That's how you know if it's from God or not. So let's keep reading. And, and another thing, when it talks about the believers that some shall depart from the faith, yeah, it says some. It doesn't mean it has to be you or me, but there are some because there's no need for us to depart from the faith. You know why? Because we're receiving knowledge. We're getting knowledge now. We're reading the word of God. I believe that those that that uh, will be deceived are those that don't have the knowledge, those that may just come to church, but don't have an understanding of the scriptures or they may not spend time with God in prayer to keep themselves from that type of deception or they may totally rely solely on what their pastor says and we don't want to be those kind of believers we want to be like that uh the group of people in the book of I book of acts where they said they studied the word to see if these things were so um the bible calls called them wise men so let's keep reading verse two it's talking about the end times that things are going to happen. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. You know, if something is seared, you know, it has, you, has no more, you have no more filling in it. You know, so if you burn your hand or something on like an iron, like you have no more filling in that. So it's, it's going to take the Lord himself to get people out of that state because they've been in a place to where they gave heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils for so long that they have no more feeling. So when you mention Jesus to them or try to mention the scriptures to them, they have no feeling, no conviction. It's not there. So you really have to really pray, pray them out of that state. So doctrines of devils, there are plenty of them. You know, one of them is what I just mentioned about the black man is God. You know, yes, that's a doctrine of devils. That doesn't magnify Jesus. That, magnify, that magnifies yourself. And we know what that is. That's pride. Verse three, it says forbidding to marry any person that says, oh, forbidden and say, I'm not saying that you have to get married. Of course, you know, you have that choice. It's talk. It talks about a person that's telling just forbidding to marry. Like, no, you don't need to get married. Like, nah, nah, don't don't marry because just just be who you want to be with. Find somebody nice. Y'all share bills together. Y'all do whatever, you know. So now, nah. no, that's a doctrine of devil. So you got to watch a lot of these talk shows and talk about a lot of polygamy and, and all the other junk. You got to watch that stuff. Doctrine of devils. It says commanding to abstain from meats. That's telling people, commanding you to not eat pork or not eat beef or 
are commanding you don't eat no more meat everybody just become a vegan well a vegan may not be for everybody you can't command that why you can't command it let's keep reading it says uh, and commanding to abstain from meats which god has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth for every creature of god is good and nothing to be received yeah, and not, I'm sorry, and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. It, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. That's why I say don't command someone to abstain from meats. If you don't eat meat, that's fine. Nothing's wrong with that. But you can't get down on somebody just because they do eat meat. Now, I understand there are some things in meats and they have a lot of steroids. I, hey, I'm aware of that. That's why you need to pray over your food. And someone says, oh, that's, that's crazy, y'all. I'm going to eat something. I know they put steroids in. Okay, well, don't eat meat. You're going to become a vegan. Okay, vegan, if you eat stuff with soy in it, soy has estrogen in it. So, okay, a man just eats stuff with soy in it. And you have, a man has testosterone. So now you're mixing estrogen in with your testosterone. You don't think that's going to cause some problems? See what I'm saying, folks? It's, it's You have to just be wise and let the Lord lead you. Now, there are some times where the Lord knows your body and he can see down the line and he may tell you hey i want you to stop eating this particular kind of meat or whatever have you for health reasons it doesn't mean that you get up and you tell everybody y'all don't need to eat this meat god said don't eat that no god did not say that now in the old testament you may be talking about the dietary laws and i think it's in leviticus chapter 19 he was speaking to the children of Israel in the Old Testament. Understand those before Jesus came and was crucified on the cross. They were living under the law. That's a dietary law. You're under grace now. So you're not going to be judged by the law. Only law you're going we go by is the law of love, the Bible says. That that law is literally the curtain rod of the spirit. Everything hangs on love. Because if you love, guess what? You're not going to steal. You're not going to kill. You're not going to bear false witness. So you walk in love and you keep all the commandments, the Bible says. Wait a minute. Let me, let me show you that. I can, I can see somebody. I can sense somebody don't believe that. I said, wait a minute. I never heard that. Hold on. I'm going to show you. Turn to... um. I didn't have this down in my notes. Turn to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. That's all it's about. We're all learning. That's all it's about. It's not about, like I said, we said to show ourselves approved unto God, not to each other. But I just want to be a willing vessel and, and help all those that are listening. Doesn't mean I know everything, because you know I don't know everything. No one knows everything. Matthew chapter 22. Uh, uh, let's look at um, verse 37. Matthew 22, verse 37. It says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. There's just one of many. 
see if I can find another one. Search them out real quick. Let's turn to James chapter 2. I believe it's in James. James chapter 2. James 2, look at verse 8. It says, If ye fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. See, the law of love is the royal law. That's the law that we're under in the New Testament. We're under grace, but the law that we're judged by is the law of love. Think about it. If you keep love, you're not going to break any of those commandments. And now we have the Holy Spirit abided in us if you accepted Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. You got to remember in the Old Testament they didn't have that. They couldn't even come to God in prayer. They had to go through a high priest who had to offer who he, who he had to offer up their sins every year just to be forgiven. And their sins wasn't even wiped away. It was just covered for a year. So you have to keep everything in perspective. It's not that the Bible contradicts itself. It's not that all oh, the Bible lied or something like No, you just have to, like we read earlier, you have to rightly divide the scriptures. That's all. That's all it's saying. Let's go back. Uh, was it First Timothy? First Timothy, yeah, chapter four. Let's go back to it. I'm just talking about the meat again. He's not saying... Uh, He's not saying you you have a choice whether you want to eat meat or not. He's just saying it's an issue for you to command someone to not eat meat. And let's stick with that because that's becoming real popular right now because a lot of, you know, cow videos and animal videos are popping up on Facebook and IG and, um, you know, showing you what they're putting in the animals and, um, and things like that. And people are commanding people not to eat meat. And that's, that's going to fall under a doctrine of devil, believe it or not. You may be like, what? Is it that serious? Yeah, you can't command someone not to eat, eat meat. You're not God. Romans 14. They discussed this in the scriptures. Everything we're dealing with right now, folks, they, they dealt with back, back in the early church. Some of the same issues. So the Lord had to use the Apostle Paul to address it. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse 2. It says, For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Okay. Now look at look up at verse um. Well, I might as well read read the rest of it. Verse 3. It says, Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him which eateth not judge him that eateth. For God has received him. Okay. Just keep reading. Verse 4. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or he falleth. Yeah, he shall be holding up. For God is able to make him stand. One man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteem every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Let's go to verse 14. It says, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. Now I just stop right there. So you're getting the drip, the, you're getting it. 
whatever you want to do in honor to God, and he referred to a day. Some people say, well, Saturday is a Sabbath, which it is in scripture. So some people say we need to worship God on the Sabbath. You worship God on the Sabbath, but you live crazy all the other days. It don't mean this. That's when you start coming into uh, religion. You become real religious when you do that. And God don't want us to be religious. He want us to live righteously. Live within right standing with him. He wants you to talk to him. He's your father. Have a relationship with him. He's going to lead us and guide us in our walk throughout our life. That's what it's about. So if God speaks to your heart and deals with you about eating a certain thing, you need to obey that and not eat it. Because he sees down the line that this very thing could hurt you. But he's not telling you to go and tell your cousin that. Because your cousin might be good. And you already know overindulging in anything, meat or not, isn't good for you. So, you know, like I said with the day, some people esteem a day over another. No, it's not, it's not about that. He said, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Because people do that in honor to God. And God is saying, I receive that. I receive that from all of you all. Whether you want to honor me on this day or that day. Or you want to eat meat or not eat meat. I receive it. But don't be fighting each other. Because it's not about that. It's all about me and what I did on that cross. And I want to help y'all to live and walk uprightly before me. That's what it's about, folks. It's not about fighting each other. A house divided, you know, can't stand. So we, we fighting each other. It's not about that. We're trying to say who's right and who's wrong. It's not about none of that, folks. It's never been about that. So let's keep reading. Let's go back to 1 Timothy chapter 4. Talking about keeping ourselves from being deceived. Jesus said in Matthew 24, you know, beware. For men will try to deceive you. 1 Timothy chapter 4. All right, let's get it again. Verse 4, it says, For every creature of God is talking about this, those meat, that meat. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. That's why you need to pray over all your food. Yeah, I know they put steroids in us. You know, we, we don't know. It's just it's just so much, folks. You're trying to hurt your head. Like I said, it could be something everything. I bless my water. So it could be something everything. But just pray over all I'm saying is pray over the stuff that you receive. You got to eat. What you're not going to eat now? What you're going to do? Eat bricks and grass. You got to eat. So believe God. Trust his word. And eat the chicken. Praise the Lord. No, <laughs> you got to eat chicken if you want to. Anyway, let's move on from that. Uh, verse 6, it says, If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the, in the words of faith and of good doctrine whereunto thou hast attained. So he's saying put the brethren or the brothers and sisters in the faith and remembrance of these things. And so that's all, simply all I wanted to do. I want to just put us in remembrance of these things because, like I said, there's a lot of voices in the world, the Bible says. And I don't want us to be deceived into believing a lot of this stuff. A lot of this stuff it will sound good to some, you know, based on things that may have happened in our lives. And, you know, it's a lot of racial racial tension in this country. And so, you know, we, we, we quick to hear something, you know, about us, which is good. And I'm culturally sending too. I know about uh, my ancestors and things that and the, the way that was paid for me. 
But if you, if you ever notice about Dr. Martin Luther King, which he is, uh, I mean, just a great example of a godly man. He understood love and how love can bring about a change. He knew, he said, violence will beget violence. Like he understood that because he understood the scripture. And we just got finished celebrating MLK Day. Like we talk a lot about his civil rights, but we don't understand he was a man of God. He was a great preacher. Like he did this because he knew the word of God. He knew that love would conquer all, because that's what the Bible says. And look where we are today. He saw it. If you ever heard uh, Martin Luther King's speeches, he never said anything like, well, I hope we'll get to this. He said, no, my children, and they're going to sit down and, and, and little white girls and little black boys and going to sit down and eat. Like, he saw that. He didn't say, I hope it happens one day. He saw it because he knew that if you walk in love, you can conquer anything in this earth. And there's nothing the devil can do that can stop it. Now, his life was taken from him. But the foundation that he laid is set. He left a legacy, left a mark. God used him to do that. Thank you for tuning in to episode number four. That's it for the day. I'm going to catch you. I'm going to talk to you all next week. Share this podcast. Like it. Share it. Share it. Share it with someone that you know that may need to hear it. Like I said, it's not about trying to offend anyone. It's just I want to keep us and keep things in proper perspective. I don't want us to go too far to the left or too far to the right. We have to have a balance with what we believe. So I'm going to leave you with these words of Romans chapter 3, verse 4. Let God be true and every man be a liar. God bless you. Mm-hmm.